This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I'm the coach. Hey, coach is back with us today. And, uh, We're back, baby. Yeah, baby. Chad is uh, taking a little time off to, to really focus in on going after the Lord. And we are here today, and we are going to... Uh, we're just going to call it on the fly and uh, just roll with it. But, man, I'll tell you, Coach, I've got to say this. I was listening yesterday to the After Amen podcast. Yes, sir. And uh, and I, I love I love that family. You know, uh, great family. Shout out to them. But, mm-hmm. Coach. All right, now. Poor Connor. I know where you're going with this. Poor Connor mm-hmm. is still crying yeah. over the kickball tournament. Yeah. He even said he's going to bring a professional referee with him next time. Well, yeah. I'm going to agree with my teammate. <laughs> so, now, wh- now, before we go on now, I have to agree with him. He gave it a, the Tennessee screw job. I couldn't have said it better myself, buddy. Uh, Listen, listen. Uh, the coach was there. I saw what took place. And yes, we do need a professional, official kickball referee. Okay. okay. Well, we, I, I'm just gonna leave it there. We need Go to. Ahead. We need to set the stage. Go okay. Ahead. So it was Team Gunner versus Team Cage. Yes, sir. Okay. You were on Chad's team. Mm-hmm. Connor was on Chad's team. And I had Baby Stroop on my team, yep. Tanner. He was on my team, and uh, my girls, and then Bill Raynard and Terry Skaggs. Mm, yep. You know, and, and but you guys, man, there was a time where it was like. I think eleven to nine, and then we scored like three runs, and it was. 12 to 11, and then Dena, your wife, uh, it yeah. was was keeping score. Okay. So she was the technical referee, okay? We'll take an official scorekeeper, too. So, so she was keeping score, and there was a time where we scored like three runs, which should have put us ahead by one, and then uh, there was some discrepancy after she had already said this is what the score is, and then when we switch up for the next inning, I say, okay, what's the score? And and she has us down again. She has us tied. And I'm like, what? There was like three different times where points were taken from Team Cage, and we still come back and beat y'all 15 to 12. No, no, no. You only needed to get ahead. So technically it was only 13 to 12. Those two don't count. Because once it was the bottom of the inning, whatever you want to call it. So what you need, like two runs or three runs to take the lead? That's all it was. Now, listen, I told y'all from the start, my wife cannot count. <laughs> I told my team, your team knew, we know, you know, our families have been together long enough. My wife cannot keep score. Mm. And your wife helping, they both definitely can't keep score. So we're going to need an official referee, official scorekeeper. Okay. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe I maybe I agree on that. We can agree on that. I can I can agree on that. Um I I do know that we won. 
And that's what Connor is crying about. <laughs> and and here's the thing. So it oh, don't I love it. it, it we had points taken from us two or three different times. And I told my team, That's because true, yeah. my team was getting upset. I lost score at one point. I really, <laughs> to be my, my team was getting upset. And, and you know, my daughter Riley, she's she's got some jana in her. her. Her mama comes out in her, and she gets fiery sometimes. And she was getting really upset about it. I said, no, calm down, calm down. I said, give them back their points. I said, we'll give them back, and we'll still beat them. And so that's what we ended up doing. Mm, Yeah. And so I don't see any room for any crying. Now, if we want to bring professional (laughs) kickball referees and scorekeepers Uh, to the next remnant retreat, then praise the Lord. You know, that'll be a great thing. But I just don't see any point in Connor going back to Mississippi and then – Getting on the podcast with with his family and 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 lying to lying to his his wonderful dad and mom about how it was the Tennessee screw job when y'all were the ones who complained about and I told my team I said listen I said just give them back their points we'll still beat them ah. but if we beat them like this then they're still they're going to have something to cry about so we kept giving back the points because I wanted I to make that. I wanted to make sure it was oh, fair okay. and square okay. I wanted to make sure that there was no discrepancy and that we and and so see the lord was on our side he knew that we were the ones <laughs> that were doing things the right way and so he uh he saw fit that we come back and beat y'all by three um it's getting really deep in here (laughs) (laughs) and i don't mean it the good way (laughs) so tennessee screw job for for those who it's a screw job is a wrestling term so we're we're not trying to be vulgar or anything it just means that you you have it means that you were cheated, cheated. There you go, cheated. Yeah. That's, so, uh, yeah. so what? So, what? Coach and Connor. So and, we were cheated. Let's get. Let's put that on record. No, no, you were not cheated. <laughs> you were not cheated. Either way, we had an amazing time. I, I love. We've always been competitive, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. It was, man, what a great time it was. Uh, the friendships we made with the, the brothers and sisters, and man, we just had a blast. Uh, kickball's always been our kind of thing. We started yeah. years ago with the other groups, with the youth group we was doing, and just something we enjoy. And it's fun, and we like to win. We ain't yeah. we competitive, but ain't nothing wrong with that. It's all fun in the Lord. So no, I mean, well, I mean, when we when we worked out at the Y, we would get our families together and yeah. we would have ga- basketball, basketball games, you know? man. and then we've done football games, and we've done we've done kickball games, and and baseball games we used to get together on yeah. on a saturday or something and and go out and and have family uh baseball games at the right. at a you know a school around here so we've always been competitive and it's good exercise too oh yeah it's great man and it's good to get our it's good to get our emotions up uh and and get mad at each other 
that way we practice forgiveness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 y'all like you know like you and Connor and Chad and the rest of y'all's team should do. You should practice repentance <laughs> and and oh, repent man. for lying about being cheated out of the game. Uh, but anyway, that's not, we won't uh, we, we won't get back into it. So officially. Team Cage one, Team Gunner zero, and kickball. That's it. The very first, very first remnant retreat. It pains kickball me to game. say that, but that's what. That's there what you I go. Went, that's what transpired that day. And we, we could go into this, and there's more to this. I mean, we could pick this thing apart. We won't do that right now, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll. Uh, so team, team uh, Cage one. Team Gunner, zero. That's right. That's right. Kickball, first ever. Hopefully many more. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's see. What have we got going on in our world? So Christian Outreach, man, I'm telling you, uh, you and Denna have, have come and taken over the, the youth for the church and I I joke about it, but it's it's the truth. Like yeah. on Wednesday nights when we dismiss the youth, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like it clears out the whole sanctuary. Yeah, and I mean our sanctuary's small anyway. Yeah, but I mean, literally, it clears out half the half the sanctuary. It does you know? So a lot of people might would be angry about that. A lot of a lot of preachers might would be like, well, I don't, I don't know. They need to stay in here and listen to me. But no, praise the Lord. I I love, and I never really really. I knew we had a lot of a uh, lot of youth, but I never really grasped it until the first night that we did the separate. You know, you you guys took the youth yeah. over to the to the youth room, and and when all of them got up and went out. I was amazed and I was like, praise the Lord. Look at, uh, I've heard from so many other churches that, you know, we don't have any young people. We don't have anybody for the church to be passed down to once we all die off. Yeah. You know, I, I know that uh, several people have told me that, you know, we're we're all gray heads and, and there's no younger people. I've, I've heard people say, there's not even people your age, Casey. So, you know, uh, I thank God for the the youth that we do have at the church and, and what he's doing in them. I see a fire burning in them, and I'm so grateful for it. You know, this, we were texting back and forth the other day, and there's there you just mentioned fire. There's this fire that's just burning. First, it, it, and believe me, it's nothing Dina or I do. It's the Lord in us. Mm-hmm. We're we're both on the Lord is what He's doing and what He's, and man, it's just amazing. We've seen just the walls that have been tore down, the uh, the brokenness, the shyness, whatever you want to call it, whatever it was that, man, they just it's just coming, it's just coming out of them, and we're just being led by the Spirit and letting them know who they are. Yeah, they don't have to be, they don't have to conform to this world. They can be who they are in Christ Jesus and who He says they are. And man, just really watching it, and we was talking before we come on. I'm just sit back and just amazed what the Lord has done in it is still doing. Mm-hmm. 
in our lives at this moment and our families and how it's all just, I just sit back and I'm just awe, in awe of what, how good God is. And even when we're not, he's still good, you know? So it's just, it's just amazing, man. I mean, we have kids just coming from different, three different schools, you know, mm-hmm. school districts. And, and it's all the Lord. It's all him and what he's doing. Uh, praise goes to him, brother. Yeah. And those those schools, <laughs> you, you mentioned those schools. Like, we are technically about 30 minutes away from the church, yeah. driving distance. And Yeah, y'all about 30, so we're probably about 20. Yeah. 20, really. And I so, guess. like, so our kids are inviting their friends. Yeah. And we're having to bust them in. Uh, we we might yeah. need to invest in a, a church van or a church bus. No doubt. Uh, so if anybody's out there listening and would love to donate, hey, praise the Lord, reach out to us. But, I mean, we are. We're seeing, you know, every every Wednesday and even on Sundays too, but I, I'm the kids are texting me or, or, or when they get home they're saying, hey, can do we have room for so-and-so to go? Do we have room for so-and-so to go? And I'm like, Man, praise the Lord. This is just awesome. And it's awesome to see that fire in the kids that they're not ashamed of the gospel and they're inviting their friends from school. Yeah. You know, and, and we're just seeing more and more pouring in. And man, it's just so amazing uh what we're seeing. I'm just yeah man, he's a good, good father, man. We just and I'm a loss for words that most of the time is it's just amazing to see what he's doing and, and being being a part of that and just in Galatians two twenty, our favorite verse, it's not us, it's Christ in us. Mm-hmm. And once I learned that identity, which we preached for years and just really got it a few months ago. Yeah. So if he's pouring it at us, like you talked about, we gotta pour it out to other people. Right. So he's pouring it at us, we're just pouring into them and I mean they're pouring into us right back. So it's like just to seeing that breakthrough that they're having and the boldness they're, they're having, that fire, you just see it on mm-hmm. all of them, man. And, man, we're just going to keep pressing in. And and they're wanting – one thing that, you know, I've really noticed is they're wanting more and more to stand and, and sing and worship oh, yeah. in front of the church. And that's something that mm-hmm. they all – at one time, really struggled with. I mean, I mean, you couldn't even. <laughs> sometimes they you can't. They can't. Even, like, if we have a new, a new person come, sometimes it's hard to get their name in front of them. I'm like, okay, what's your name? And they're so shy and timid, and for whatever reason, you know, I, I understand you. You meet new people, and but so, what's your name? We gotta know what to call you. You know, yeah. <laughs> just give us your name. We'll go from there. So yeah, just see them stand up and sing and. Man, you couldn't get them before. You just, I don't know what, you just, they were just too shy and timid or whatever the reason, you know. But to see it now, it's like, man, that's who you are. I mean, you just, you just can't help it. Mm-hmm. Jesus poured into you. I mean, that's, that's who we are. Yeah. It is amazing. Once you start really grabbing a hold of that identity, um, it takes away a whole lot of fear. Yeah, anxiety. It takes away a whole lot of um, man-pleasing attitude. You know, afraid of what your friends or even family is going to think mm-hmm. about you. 
um, when you really start grabbing a hold of that identity and like one one thing uh, that I even noticed that I wouldn't have noticed a year ago so like Riley is applying to be a an FCA leader at school mm -hmm. and she comes to me this morning with her paper and you know it has a list of questions and and what she had to write out well there was one that said um, what what does it mean to to you to be a Christian or, or something along those lines and she said to to live as Christ uh, the best that I can and while that is a, a good answer what stuck out to me and what I told her I said hey I said your answer is fine I mean it, it's acceptable but I sense some works in you and she looked at me for a second she said because I said the best that I can I said yeah because see once you are grabbing a hold of that identity yeah. that he has given you yeah. you realize it's not by your power right it's not it's not the best that you can all you got to do is surrender when he's knocking at that door of, of, you know and saying hey Let's move in this direction. Let's move in that direction. When you surrender, you're you're just flowing by His power. So it's not the best that you can. You are Galatians two twenty, living by the faith of the Son of God who yeah. loved you and gave Himself for you. Yes. You know it's Jesus living through you through the, by the person of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, it's little things like that. Now that we have started really grasping. Identity yeah. uh, that stick out to me when I when I hear people say, "Well, I, I'm trying the best that I can. I'm doing the best that I can." Or I'm, you know, I'm like, I mean, and one of the things that the Lord told me several years ago when I when I used to uh, when I used to dip, you know, I I fought and fought and fought and fought and would get mad because I knew that the Lord uh, was convicting me and, and saying, "Hey, let's get rid of this." And, you know, I tried to put that addiction away. I tried, I tried, I tried. I kept fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And I would buy some and I, I would get a dip and get my fix and then I'd throw it away and I'd get yeah. mad. And I'm like, ah. And, uh, you know, one day the Lord said, uh, you know, I was praying. And I said, Lord, I know that you want this gone out of my life. And I'm trying. I, and I'm, I this and me this and blah, blah, blah. And he said, he said, stop. He said, stop trying. And that should have been the first thing that really clicked with me. Stop yeah. trying because when I stopped trying, I looked back, I, I just quit focusing on it. And I remember two, three, four days it went by and I looked back and I was like, man, I, I've not even had a desire for any tobacco since. Yeah. You know, and so that's one of those things that we're getting when we're grasping this identity message is we're we're understanding wait a minute it's not by my ability i need to stop trying and and let him take control of it because a lot of times when we are trying to do things trying to make things happen even if it's trying to do what we know god's called us to do yeah sometimes we get in his way he's like if you would just kick back and rest like i said you know, when you come to yeah. me, I will give you rest. If you'll just kick back and rest like I told you to do, 
uh, we're, we're just moving through this thing. You don't have to be trying all the time and, and working so hard to make things happen. I'll open the doors and I'll make things happen. And that's, that's one of the big things that I'm starting to recognize now. I, I'm with you on that. I started to recognize that. I used to say, I, 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 I. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And the Lord said, I already done it. Just surrender. Yeah. Just, we surrender, be obedient, you know? That's it. So I try not to use them words, I, I, you know, I try this, I, I tried this, Lord, I've tried it on my own. And it's, he's already done it. We just got to trust him and rest. And rest is good, man. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's very peaceful as well. So much in, so much that we've been taught through religion. Yeah. Put such a burden on us, and we feel like we've got to be constantly going. Yeah. And I remember at the first of the year, the Lord gave me three words, uh, just simple words, and it took me a little bit to really grab a hold of what what they all meant. But one of them was activity is not the ministry. Mm-hmm. And that one kind of stumped me for a little bit. I was like, what exactly? What is that? And the more I grab a hold of this identity message and I understand who I am and understand what Jesus actually did for me, I realized, wait a minute. So, you know, I was called to preach in in 2013, preach my first message. and, And so constantly since then, you always feel like you've got to be doing something for God. Oh, oh yeah. Got to be going. Got to be. I've got to be behind a pulpit. I've got to be on the road. I've got to do something to be doing something for God. And and a lot of times we get in His way mm-hmm. by trying to keep ourselves busy for the ministry. So activity is not the ministry. Sometimes he calls us to just sit and in his presence and be silent. Sometimes he calls us to 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 take some time away from everything and allow him to recharge us. You know, and one thing that we talked about uh, at the youth retreat was, you know, some of your most powerful moments with God, yeah, are going to come in silence. Sometimes they are when you're not hearing anything. Sometimes it's when you're not saying anything. It's just you sitting in his presence and just saying, I'm here, Lord. Yep. Some of the most powerful moments in your life will come in those times when we decide that we're going to be still and know that he is God. Yeah, that's right. You know, I got in this, I bought into the life from the enemy that, I felt like I had to have my hand in everything that was going on in ministry-wise. Well, I got to be a part of this. I got to be a part of this. Yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, I missed it, Lord. I missed. I just need to learn how to rest and trust Him. And for identity, it really came to me, and I shared this with y'all before. I really had a burden for my marriage, mm-hmm. and so when I prayed, Lord, help me to love Dana, my wife, as much as You love me. Yeah. That's when it really hit me. Like, that's when identity and that just started coming together. And it's like, man, he showed me so much. And I hope she realizes how much and where he's brought me from just in a few months, mm-hmm. you know, to where we were, you know, 
not that anything was bad or going on. It's just I just had that. He just showed me, hey, this is who you are. This is you asked for it. I'm gonna show you. Yeah. And so we joked yesterday. We just joked another day when I told you that when I, I prayed that prayer, he also gave me a love for people again. Yeah. <laughs> like it's always there, but you know. But it was just like. Lord, I didn't ask for that. That's that's yeah. my life. <laughs> but you know, it, I say it jokingly, but I understand who I am and what He's called us to do. And when we just be like Christ, mm-hmm. and that's who Jesus is. Yeah. So I, and I tell the youth, I, I love them. Some of them I've only met a few times. First time I met some of them for the first time the other night, because we had new people come in. But I love them. No, like, how can this guy? He don't even know me. Because mm-hmm. Jesus loves me. Right. And I love you. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I wish I had better articulate words to put it, but that's just. And man, he just showed me who who, who I was and what her and I were called to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we were away from uh, youth ministry for a while, and I was trying. You know, I was, I felt like I was trying to get back into it and just. I, I was trying, you know, yeah. whatever. And man, but to finally get a hold of this identity and who we are in Christ, and I'm just pouring into them. Man. And one thing I always share with with them is don't be afraid to let people in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to tell everything to everybody. Every right. Tom and Sally, you see, yeah. brother, sister, so-and-so, but don't be afraid to let the people that trust, to trust, you know. And trust Jesus, but talk to people. Don't mm-hmm. just, you know, don't just build up these walls. Well, and that's that's one thing that me and you have in common. Like we, around the same time, I think I was coming out as you were going in. Oh yeah, I, went, yeah. went through a season of of depression and anxiety, and and uh, you know, one of the things that the Lord showed me during that time was what you just said you need to talk mm-hmm. you know you don't don't tell everybody in the world don't don't tell gossip and gus and and spread spread the junk sally you know yeah. but but you know you need to have a couple of good brothers and sisters in Christ who you can talk to and who you can confide in and you know is going to help you help pray you through and and help give you godly advice to guide you mm-hmm. on the right path and uh one of those the big thing you know during that time that the Lord showed me during that year that I was struggling with depression and anxiety was I I tried to bottle it up and not talk and the more I bottled it up the more it was like the devil had me in the corner and he was just wearing me out. Yeah. You know, he just keeps beating and beating and beating and beating. And and then once you start talking to somebody, you know, you talk to a good brother or sister in Christ, or your pastor, or close friend, whatever, then you start feeling yourself opening up yeah. and and that I don't think I would have ever come out of that wilderness if if I had not have started opening up and that was one thing you know when you uh started dealing with it and I could see it 
You know, you you wasn't necessarily being open with anything, but I could see it, and I I started talking to you, and I said, "Hey, you got to talk about this. You got to open up." So there was times where, when I was going through that, I'd wanted, man, I just wanted to text somebody, you or Dan or whoever, mm-hmm. and then be like, "Nah, they don't want to hear from you." That's all I could hear. I was like, nah, I just, just I just shut down. Yeah, and in bed, I mean, I just gotta, I just, it's all just, you know. It's like garbage just piling on, piling on, piling on. And, and every time I'd start to pick up the phone or just text and ask for prayer, whatever it was, it's like, they don't want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. That's what the enemy just kept telling them. Like, You're not good enough. They got their own problems. They don't want to hear your problems. And, man, that's that's what happened. I just shut down. Even with Dinah, and, you know, she knows. You, you knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, so it's, man, we just, we talked about it before we come on. We just, The voice of the enemy was louder than the voice of truth yeah and it just kept it just kept echoing echoing and getting louder and louder and until it started the, I don't know I guess just tore down that wall you know mm-hmm. Jesus just put that wall down listen you gotta you gotta talk about this stuff yeah, that's why we're here for you know iron sharpens iron right I just love sitting around talking about the Lord it don't matter we're talking about the Lord Whoever it's with, it just there's something about Jesus. It's just you just where two or three are gathered, yes. I am there in the midst. There's is what freedom. Said. Yeah, there's freedom. Yeah. So I know a lot of people don't don't like this because it gives them a uh, makes them have to have a certain responsibility in knowing what power they have. And so you know, a lot of times you're like, well, uh, a lot of Let's just be honest. There's a lot of people who sit in church every time the doors are open who just want to cry about something. Mm-hmm. They just want to complain. They just want to mope, and they just want to they want to have an excuse to be down and out all the time. Yeah. And so uh, that tells me, hey, the joy of the Lord's not there. You know, you need to check yourself. But <clears throat> a lot of people don't like this because it it takes away their excuses. Uh, but in Luke ten nineteen, Jesus says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So, right. I mean, Jesus has given us authority. Yeah. Okay? This, he's talking to the disciples, and he's telling them, Go out and preach. But he also says, uh, he also says later on, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Mm. you know, and he talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit and the the things that the Holy Spirit will will equip us to do. Uh, You know, when you accept Jesus and he lives inside you and you, you know, he will convict you of of sin, of righteousness, of judgment. And and he will he will show you things and and move you in the direction that Jesus has for you. Yeah. So Jesus, going back to Galatians two, uh, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave yeah. Himself for me. It's Jesus through the person of the Holy Spirit living. In and through us. Yep. And so 
uh, it is that's the thing that we've got to understand. If Jesus has all power, all authority in heaven and earth, and he lives in us, then what does that make what we have? We have the same authority. Yes. Romans 8, 11 says the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in your mortal body. Yeah. So we have authority over the powers of the enemy. The only authority that he has and the only control over us that he has is what we give to him. Yeah. That's a that's it. It's something people don't like to think about no. because so many people I I I hate seeing it. And I really want to really want to preach this to people like when I see it on Facebook and stuff. Oh, the devil's getting me. The devil's after me. The devil's beating me up this yeah. week. The devil this, the devil that. It's like quit letting him. Quit letting him have, have authority. Right. You yeah. Know? <laughs> He's giving us the authority. What what are you what are you going to do with it? Yeah. You just going to not use it. It right. just I'm the same way, man. It's like you hear it all the time. The devil's after me. He's out to get me. He's going to get me. No, he's not. <laughs> Jesus living in you, he can't touch you. He's yeah. already defeated. And I don't want this to seem like yeah. condemnation to anybody. No, no, no. Because we all go through seasons. Oh, yeah. go, we all go through times, uh, you know, if we let our guard down, that, that he can get in and, and start wailing away at us. But when you... Know who you are. You, you know the mm-hmm. you know who lives in you, and yeah. that you know the authority that Jesus has given you. It makes it a lot harder. So, what you know that verse uh, that says that we need to take every thought captive oh. and bring it under the obedience yeah. of Christ. See, that's what we're not doing when we are allowing the lies of the enemy yeah. to come in. So we're not. Uh, Terry talked about it uh, at the at the youth retreat. He talked about having, you know, when thoughts come, take them to court. Yeah, you know, that's good. I like that one. Yeah, he yeah. he said take them to court. That way, you know, uh, you got to figure out is this from the Lord or is this from the accuser of the brother? Yeah. So, but a lot of times that's what we don't do. Right. But the only authority that Satan has is in your mind. If he can make you believe something you know he can he can beat you down oh yeah he will too man we let him so uh for those out there we need to understand who we are need to understand whose we are the power that he has given us and the power that he has and uh and stop allowing the enemy to just run over us constantly uh, because and and I'm not I'm not speaking a name it claim it blab it grab it uh, message I'm you know Uh, I'm not saying hey if if, you know doctor says you've got the flu that you you know walk around (laughs) I don't have the flu you got 104 fever and (laughs) I'm good yeah I'm not saying that I mean that's not that's not faith that's not that's not uh, the true gospel i mean if you if you have problems if you have things that you're going through you know you you can talk about it you pray about it you you don't just pretend that it's not there yeah but you recognize what's from the enemy and and what's from the lord yeah. 
and and bring those thoughts, any negative thoughts, you bring those, uh, you take them captive and, and bring them under the obedience of the Lord. And that helps in a big, big way. And, and I tell people, you the enemy only has the authority that you give him. Yep. That's true, man. You know, we, we preach that to the youth. Tell them they probably get tired of hearing the same stuff, to be honest with you. But repetitiveness, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep telling you. Because the Lord's pouring into me. Yeah. Identity. Know who you are, the authority that you have. Same Jesus is in us, you know. And, man, I'm just amazed, brother. I'm just amazed. I just sit back and all and watch. Watch the Lord work. It's just what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know. Thank you, Lord. I'm I'm so grateful for what He's doing in our in our families, in our in our churches. Um, man, it is just I never could have imagined where we are today. Um, through some of the heartaches, through some of the trials. I talk about that year of depression and anxiety. Talk about so many times where I felt like I was, I knew I was called to something, but I, I wasn't, I knew that I wasn't living it out. I wasn't doing it. And I would try to make things happen in my own power and get in God's way. And he would have to sit me down and say, hey, if you'd sit down over here and get out of the way for a little bit, you know, I could, I could open these doors and I could make this happen. And so through trials, through tribulations, through through pain and heartache, even then he was still working. Even then he still had a plan. And his plan is not going to be stopped. No. Stephan, his plan is perfect. You just gotta learn to trust. Surrender, be obedient. Mm-hmm. And rest. I'm telling you, man, there's such a peace. It don't matter what's going on, whether it's work, you know, things going on in your life, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. And keep your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ. And what he's, I just, that verse is always in my, in my spirit, man. It's the peace that I have. Yeah. No matter the situation. Yeah. It's just, I feel it. It tries to weigh on me sometimes, but then I just, man, I just speak that and the peace just begin to speak to the Father mm-hmm. and tell Him, Lord, that my mind's starting to wander back to that place where I, you know, where I was held captive for so long, you know, for whatever, whatever it was, and and the peace that just comes over, comes over you, man. It's just God, but people just only knew. Mm-hmm. Jeez, man, it just. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to get up and just shake people. You just know. know the peace of the Lord and know who he is and know who you are. Yeah, people who say, well, I tried the Lord and, and it didn't work. <laughs> no, you know, a lot of people, oh, they, yeah. they want God to deliver them from their circumstances. They have gotten themselves in a big mess mm-hmm. and they want God to pull them out of the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not always what he does. No. And and they get mad because he's not the genie and he didn't grant them their three wishes. I was about to say that they yeah. they get mad 
uh, because that's not always what he does. He don't always pull you out of the fire, uh, but he goes in it with you. Yes. You know, and, and some people, they focus on wanting the hand of God. They focus on the hand of God. What can you do for me, God? Mm-hmm. What can you do for me? Instead of focusing on the face of God. Yep. When you focus on the face of God and you focus on just wanting to know him, then the hand of God comes with it. But too many people, they focus on the hand of God and they go to, to go to God like a genie. And it's like, oh, God, pull me out of this situation. You know, get keep me from going to jail. Keep me from this or that. And then when it don't happen, they're like, well, I tried God, and he, he didn't do nothing for me. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh-huh. man, you, you missed it. You totally missed the mark on that, yeah. It's just, I mean, let's just be honest. They won't, they only want to call on the Lord when they need something. Yeah. I mean, when they're in trouble. Right. Or going through something. And then he brings you through it, whether you realize or not, and then you do, you're back doing the same stuff again. Yeah. Well, I tried the Lord. I tried the oh yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if he only knew. Man, if he only knew. Man, he is good and his mercy endures forever. It's a good, good father. Yes, he is. And if you just surrender, just surrender. That's the part that people don't want to do. They don't want to surrender. They think, oh, that's weakness. No, that's not weakness. That's that's strength. You know, the world has it backwards. Um, you know, it's like uh I don't remember. I believe I talked about it at church, or maybe at the, uh, maybe at the remnant retreat. Um, maturity in the world's eyes is growing up, being able to feed yourself, take care of yourself, pay your own bills, right, have yeah. your own place, and all this, and and that's all good and, and necessary. But maturity in God's eyes, spiritual maturity is complete, total dependence upon Him. Yep. And that's where we don't want to be. A lot of times, our pride gets in the way. We don't want to just lay back and, and focus on Him. We want to we want to try to make things happen in our own way. We want to get credit for, for making, you know, for getting ourselves out of a situation or for, for you know, being, get praise for, uh, you know, uh, our success and everything. We don't want to lay back and just rest and, and be totally dependent on him. But but when you come to that place, that's where success, spiritual success yes. takes place. It is, man. So you got anything else on that? Nah, brother. That's a... Man, God's so good, man. Yes. Very, very good episode, I, I do believe. just... Seek him more and just know who you are mm-hmm. and who he says you are. That's yeah. it. That's it. So if you would like to come out and join us, whether you're an adult or if you want to be another uh, young person and add to the youth group, come on out. Christian Outreach, our services are Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock and then Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock. And uh, we would love to have you. It's 205 Rabbit Valley Road, Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, be sure to come join us. If you if you don't have a home church, we'd love to have you. Um, also, Global Wrestling Ministries returns to the McDonald Community Center on Saturday, September the 10th. Uh, bell time, 7 o'clock. Doors will open at 6. 
Admission is only $5, so uh, be sure to get to the McDonald Community Center, 130 McDonald School Road in McDonald, Tennessee. Follow Global Wrestling Ministries on Facebook, and uh, also follow Wrestling for the Faith on Facebook. And all of our other good stuff. So. Yeah, that was good, man. <laughs> yeah. I like it. But, guys, we love you. We thank you so much for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. And uh, we thank you so much for your prayers and support. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.